You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. But he did have a better completion percentage than Mike Riley, so that's got to count for something. Um, okay, can we move on? Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and welcome to another episode of the Two and Out CFL podcast as part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Brazilian tie, it is a tradition. Every August long weekend in Macklin, Saskatchewan, the Bunnick Tournament. And you were there. Did you play or did you just drink? I just drank. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, uh, I got home. I got home, uh, I guess it would have been Sunday. Uh, and was texting with our buddy Nick, and he's like, well, bring an air mattress, come on down. I'm like, you know what, that sounds like a really good idea. So I headed down there and watched them lose out on the just outside the prizes, and then we just went back to the cabin and drank a flat of beer. Nice, because I, I don't know if this is foreign. It probably is foreign to most listeners of uh, To and Out, but uh, basically, what's the premise of this game? It's... Oh man, you throw are they horse bones? They're yeah, the ankle. The ankle bone. Now obviously they're replica bones cuz it's 2018. But <laughs> it is such a fun game. Macklin's got about a 30 foot tall bonnick bone on the side of the road and then people mm-hmm. from all over the place come to this tournament in a town that has like what? 3,000 people? Maybe, yep. <laughs> And there's forty. There's forty eight courts. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I've been to it once. It's incredible to see how many teams are there playing mm-hmm. this damn game. It is awesome. But uh, I know Brazilian tie drinks with the best of them. And you're feeling great today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the Canadian football game. Join two and out for CFL fantasy and CFL pick'em, and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. Okay, so Thursday night we had a doubleheader, and I'm like, all right, we might have some. We might have one good game here, and then Ottawa's going to smash Toronto, and then we're off to a 28-7 lead. The Red Blacks are just doing, I think, what everybody expected going into this game. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, his first career start as a CFL quarterback, and before we knew it, things were a whole lot different just about 90 minutes later. (laughs) Oh, what happened? (laughs) Like... I'm watching the, like, well, okay, I'm going to start making supper, and then I turn around, and all of a sudden, Toronto's in it. And it's like, this isn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Well, and you know what? At the beginning of the year and during training camp, Mark Tressman never really said that James Franklin was the clear-cut number two guy. And then... Mm -hmm. Uh, Ricky Ray gets hurt, and then obviously Franklin gets the starts. But 
I think we see now why Mark Tressman is a Bethel Thompson fan. <laughs> no kidding, especially after that performance. Tail of two halves. <laughs> Though, really, like, what do you have in the yeah. first half? Like, 30 passing yards and an interception, and then second half, he tore it up, and it he is the reason they won this game. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he goes, he throws for 302 yards, but the four touchdowns. He also had the rushing yards, too, 54 mm-hmm. rush yards. Fantasy-wise, if you picked him, how much did he cost? Was he $6,000? Yeah, I think it was $6,000, and yeah, 31 and a half points. Yeah, so that is really, really nice. If you put him mm-hmm. in your lineup, you are definitely laughing. I thought it took a, a little bit of guts <laughs> to put him in your lineup, but maybe maybe I'm the stupid one in this one. Um, SJ Green, that was a big thing. 12 targets, 9 catches, 134 yards, and 2 touchdowns. You're real happy with that. Armani Edwards, yeah, he had the nice catch to win the game. And James Wilder Jr. had himself uh, another game as well. 4 catches, 42 yards, 73 rush yards as well. Is this something the Argos can continue? I mean, 42-41, that's just awesome. Yeah, it's it's not exact. It's not exactly the way you want to win football games. Yeah. Uh, you know, giving up forty one points. Uh, yeah. That being said, that being said, uh, it, they showed a lot of a lot of gumption or chutzpah. You know, to they they were down and out. It looked like this game was over at halftime, and they they never quit, and they ended up coming back and winning this football game. Uh, you know, and like you said, Armani Edwards, yeah, the one only had thirty yards and a touchdown, twelve points, a little touchdown dependent, but yeah, S J Green. I, if you saw this coming and you, you had him in your lineup, you're, you're ecstatic. Um, I'm Good more surprised you. that I'm more surprised than anything. If 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 when this happened, like I looked at the stat line, I'm like, that's that's what SJ was in Montreal. Um, you know, he hasn't. Yep. This this year, this this offense hasn't been doing this, and and they showed they can. Whether or not they can keep it up is another story. The Argos are off this week. They do have the BC Lions on the 18th. As for the Red Blacks, uh, I mean, you talk about the Argos not being happy but giving up 42 while Ottawa, or 41, and while Ottawa gave up 42, and they mm-hmm. released defensive back Luchez Purifoy, hard hitter. I'm a fan of Purifoy, and I actually think he'll probably end up somewhere real, real fast oh, yeah. here. Um but, ah, man, Trevor Harris, I don't know. Can you fault him for this one? He did have the interception, but he did throw for 381 yards. I mean, it just seems like one of those games where, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Harris could only do so much. When you give up that many points, it's hard to win. And when you lose by one, ah, it, it just kind of happens. But I, I think Harris, ah, he played just about as good as he could. Uh, Deontay Spencer it wasn't getting anything done this season. And this one, he almost, well, he did blow up. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I picked the wrong two Ottawa receivers. I had Sinopoli and Ellingson thinking, you know, should be able to get 20 points from both of them. Should have a good night. Sinopoli gets 21.9. Deontay Spencer blows up with 38.7. Meanwhile, Ellingson's oh. sitting there with four and a half points. <laughs> so Ellingson has, hasn't been able to do anything this year. I mean, uh, they've got Montreal next week. Uh, Hamilton put up 50. Uh. Mm-hmm. I've, I've already set my lineup for next week, and it's full of red blacks. It is 100% Ottawa? <laughs> Almost, yes. 
Because if they get a nice lead, maybe Galanders gets the ball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he outscored Powell in this one. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. So William Powell, he did leave the yep. field for a bit with an injury. Um, if he continues to be banged up this week, hey, yeah, maybe Galanders is a great option here. Maybe they should just give Powell the week off. Well, I mean, it's basically a bye week for them anyway, if you really think about it. <laughs> well, that's put for a tune, the swear put, jar. Put a toonie in there. I don't care. But at this point, oh, I guess, yeah, we'll be talking about Montreal. But, I mean, I can't you wait. might as well just donate 500 bucks to that uh, jar right now because it is not looking good. As for Ottawa, man, <laughs> uh, I said it five minutes ago, if... <laughs> If you're just going to give up 41 points or 42 points or whatever, both teams, it was just lucky one of them had to win, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing. 41 points should be more than enough to win a football game. Yeah. Uh, So it's really really hard to fault Trevor Harris because, you know, the defense didn't make stops when they had to. And now we see the... The repercussions of that with Purifor being released. He, I mean, he was he was picked on quite a bit, um, but yeah, forty one points. May, maybe Ottawa can if they can sustain a drive for an extra two minutes on top of what they did. Then it, it's a, it plays out a little differently. But forty one points from your offense, you, you have to win that football game. You can't let that one slip away. All right, let's move on to uh, that second half of that Thursday doubleheader. Edmonton holds off Saskatchewan 26-19. Oh, this game was something else. The Riders look a whole lot different with Zalak, or Zach Caleros back there, don't mm-hmm. they? And having Deron Carter on the offensive side of the ball doesn't hurt things either. He comes in right <laughs> away and gets himself a long touchdown. Yeah. yeah, that was nice to see. Uh, however, the Riders only dressed 41 guys on Thursday night. How does that happen? It's just great coaching, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> I, they, they listed Moncrief on the active roster. Elam was dressed. They sent the roster back, said no number two. Moncrief is on the sixth game. You're playing with 41 guys. If, if Elam would have played, it would have been a forfeit. If nobody would have caught it. Was this an accident? It ha- It has to be. Just... It's not paying attention. Like, I, here we go again, right? I I saw that, and I'm like, of course this happened. I don't... Oh, that just makes no sense to me. But mm-hmm. the big thing in this game was Nick Marshall comes back, and mm-hmm. Duke Williams did nothing. Yeah. He, he had two catches on six targets for 41 yards. That includes zero catches for zero yards in the first half. Nick Marshall is a big part of this rider defense to come. So it is obvious when he's in there, they are a much different defense, but Mm -hmm. that means Darrell Walker gets forgotten about. And that's exactly that depth that Edmonton has at receiver. The first big catch from Walker, he was left completely alone. So sometimes the rider defense, they look absolutely incredible, and then they have some brain farts that will kind of cost them, and that's 
what happened, I think, on that play to Walker. I mean, there are some receivers you probably could afford to forget about in this league. Darrell Walker is definitely <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> there's, not a lot, there's not a lot of guys on Edmonton that you can forget about on the offensive no, side of the ball. No, they're, he, they're stacked. So, uh, But like you are saying with Nick Marshall, like you have Nick Marshall and Ed Ganey. Uh, and everybody talks. We, we talk about it too. The front seven for this team is is fearsome right now. Uh, you know the D line, the linebackers are so good. We forget about the secondary a little bit. Um, having Nick Marshall back is huge. Uh, you now got two corners that they they're just so good at what they do. Like Ed Ganey, a ball hawk. You know, and you can't really fault him. Like this is the first time they've had to play against this Edmonton team this year, and that they haven't. They didn't know what to expect. I think you 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 shut down Duke Williams. It's great, um, and, and you're basically saying, "Okay, you have to beat us with somebody else." And they they held C.J. Gable in check. He only had 81 rushing yards. Still had a touchdown, but Darrell Walker just ran all over him. Ganey had a pick go right through his hands too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the guys that go for the pick every single time they get burned, and that's what happened in this one. Yeah, they just got burned, and it came down to the last drive. Things were real close. Saskatchewan, yeah, they had a lead Except there. Their play calling wasn't the best on Saskatchewan's final drive. Why? Why are you throwing to the middle of the field? There were a couple times, <laughs> and we saw it on the, the, the turnover on downs at the end of the game, that mm-hmm. um, Caleros tried to hit Zach Evans, and he threw short. Now, I don't know if that was intentional or if Caleros doesn't really have that arm strength right now uh it would have worked uh, evans almost had that catch the ref called it a mm-hmm. catch until it got yeah. reviewed so I, I mean the play works if they could make it happen but caleros didn't you know have as much power on the throw as you would have liked no and uh, it, that's gonna come with time too it's there's a little bit of rust there for sure um it's really hard to work out when you got concussion symptoms can't really do too too much uh but that that final drive for Saskatchewan, like they had a chance to get out of bounds, and I yeah. was it Williams Lambert, and he cuts to the inside. Like, go out of bounds, stop the clock. You, time is of the essence. Um, you know you're not going to win with a field goal. You need you need all the time that you can save, like to to drive the length of the field and get get a touchdown to win this football game. And they just, they just they didn't execute well. Some bad decisions were made uh, after the ball was caught, and it you know, they just ran out of time and it. I don't know how many they probably would have had maybe two or three more plays maybe um but still th- those two or three plays anything can happen you get a penalty and a prolong the game but uh yeah just I I didn't understand throwing the crossing route on your last second well what could have been the second last play if you could have got out of bounds but you're 30 yards from a from a sideline there's nothing you can do in the CFL uh with the time clock rules you still are afforded a little bit of time if you mm-hmm. work uh, up the middle, they got to spot the ball and whistle the play in, so the clock does stop. But yeah, getting uh, out of bounds definitely does help a, a little bit mm-hmm. more and a lot more in that situation. But another thing that was interesting is that Caleros admitted in practice last week that he was hurt um, before. Yeah that the season started, that an injury happened in preseason. I'm assuming it happened in the Calgary game where he got absolutely smashed in that preseason yeah. game. But uh, 
him back there, he just works the offense, I think, a lot mm-hmm. better than uh, what Brandon Bridge was doing. So we saw a little bit of a uh, a duel from the quarterbacks. Caleros actually had more yards through the air than Mike Riley, although Mike Riley, he only had 13 completions. <laughs> so yeah. th- that rider D-line was get him, getting after him all night. Oh, for sure. And we, we said that that was going to be the strong point of this team at the beginning of the year, and that it's proven to be true uh, so far this season. Yeah, when you can get a sack from basically Zach Evans, Charleston Hughes, and Willie Jefferson, they they had a real, real good night. And it came down to that fourth quarter, but Mike Riley does Mike Riley things and makes the plays mm-hmm. when he has to make the plays. And that 46-yard catch from Kenny Stafford in the fourth quarter, the defender was all over him. He still comes down with the ball. I mean... Edmonton just made that play, and they fought to win that game. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a seven-point difference. The game was real close. It was the biggest crowd of the season in the Canadian Football League, over 35,000 people. The 50-50 was over $400,000. And in the first half, that crowd, they seemed like uh, it was a playoff game. They wanted mm-hmm. to beat the Riders, and hey, they got their win. But there's a lot of positives to look for on both sides of the ball in this one. I think Trey Mason might be the guy that you want in your fantasy lineup for the Riders going forward here. He had seven carries, but he also had seven catches on nine targets. So he's getting a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Thigpen did have the touchdown there. And, uh, man... <laughs> That Edmonton short yardage defense was giving the Riders all they could handle, and it ended up being the difference. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the one oh, the Riders, sure. yeah, the Riders got the third down touchdown, and then uh, in the second half, they they got stuffed. So <laughs> mm-hmm. when you got Sewell in the middle there, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it's not exactly the the defensive line or the juggernaut of a defense that you want to go up against you know those guys that they have they're big and they they get after it um i know we say that the front seven for for the riders is good but don't don't overlook edmonton that's for sure yeah, absolutely. Before we get to the next game, a uh, big thank you to ATB Financial. Of course, they've got the no-fee all-in accounts, all-digital checking and savings account. We talked about it before. I don't like getting mail because the mail i get sucks. <laughs> it's usually photo radar or the tax man and i don't like that mail at all <laughs> my mom picks up my mail so oh you don't have to deal with that <laughs> not usually till i get no. home oh. and then there's then there's three months worth of mail yeah so you're going to manitoba <laughs> for three months yeah Man, you better go Super with excited. this all digital and checking stuff, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no fee, no minimum balance, unlimited digital transact- transactions, and interact e-transfers. That's awesome. You get the interest in the higher balances, too. So atb.com, check out that no fee all in. On to the next game, Hamilton. I know you're looking forward to talking about this. Smashes <laughs> Montreal. 50 to 11. Johnny Manziel, been talked about all year. 
He goes 11 of 20 for 104 yards, four interceptions, four rushing yards, minus 3.4 fantasy points. I asked you to decide if he would get half of Mike Riley's total since he's half of Mike Riley's salary. And, yeah, I don't know the math because he was technically in the negatives. And <laughs> let's just say he did not get half of Mike Riley's points. <laughs> oh, man. What a dumpster fire that game was for him. Like, Well, and there was rumor that his agent said throwing him out there is not good. Well, we kind of discussed this, too. Over text message, like he is not set up for success in Montreal. No, so by any it, means. So I don't. What does I don't it know do what. for his future? It it doesn't it doesn't bode well. That's for sure. Because if he if he continues to start in Montreal, and mm-hmm. results like this continue to happen, who's going to call him from the NFL? <laughs> Cleveland again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see people fail, but it it's kind of it was just like a hey, how about you guys just shut up and wait till he plays, and then this happens. It's like maybe you guys blew this a little out of proportion. Yeah, he's a big name, I get it, but let's just wait and see what he actually is. I don't I don't I don't understand the fanfare. All those people with Manziel jerseys, like he hasn't even played a game, he hasn't even taken a snap in a regular season game yet, and just you know putting him on a pedestal and you know it. Fell flat on his face. Well, I think the stupid part is, is that those people that say the CFL is a joke, and then they Mm -hmm. watch because of Manziel, and he gets torn apart, they still say the CFL is a joke, but they just put the blame on other people. They'll put it on the GM, they'll put it on the coaching, they'll put it on his team, saying that the people around him are not good enough. (laughs) Hey. If he was good, he'd make he'd make everybody else look at the look at the receivers that Tom Brady has. He makes them better. If he Johnny does. Manziel was th- if Johnny Manziel was that good, he would make Eugene Lewis, Sutton, Cunningham, uh, Ernest Jackson. He'd make them better, and he he didn't. He looked out of place. He looked like he didn't know what was going on, and you know, made some terrible terrible decisions. And it was hilarious to watch. I couldn't turn it off. It was like a bad car wreck. You know you should look away, but you just can't. Well, who can blame the poor guy? He's been there for, what, has he even been? Maybe exactly two weeks now. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I was there for two weeks, I'd probably have about the same performance. It was not good, but he did have a better completion percentage than Mike Riley, so that's got to count for something. Um, Okay, can we move on? <laughs> yes, let's talk about <laughs> Hamilton. I guess Mazzoli's got another streak of 300 yard games going here. He threw for exactly mm-hmm. 300 yards, the two touchdowns, two picks, but he had the 36 rush yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Brandon Banks and Jalen Saunders both go for over 100 yards. Alex Green comes back and scores two touchdowns. So that's clearly their running back and the guy they mm-hmm. like to give the ball to. And he proved that he can do the job. Um, oh, you know, yeah. And now with June Jones there, the, the offense is so much more balanced. Uh, you know, the, the receiving core is so good. And now with the emergence of Alex Green and the, the emergence of a running game, it just makes that entire offense click so much better. Where the heck does Montreal go from here? <laughs> 
can it get worse? Well, how many times has that been said? <laughs> and it seems to get worse every time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I they're gonna go what? Maybe two and sixteen, three and fifteen. You know, they might win some games at the end of the year when guys are arresting people for the playoffs. But like, I wonder how many people bought those ten dollar tickets to get in in the fourth quarter and then get in there and like, oh my god. If they sold one of those tickets, I would have been impressed. Oh, yeah. I, that's a great... I don't know where... where like, I want to say it's a complete teardown, but, I mean, it's been torn down since Calvillo left. Now, they haven't been able to do anything except for getting to the playoffs once with Jonathan Crompton. Uh, is Sherman going to last the year? <laughs> is Cavis going to last the year? If... I, I don't understand how Cave like I, I see Cavis lasting the rest of this year. Uh, you know, getting rid of a GM midseason, it's not the ideal situation. I there's I I don't see how he comes back next year. Sher- you know what? Sherman He's has, Sherman has no moves. idea what's going on. No, he doesn't. I <laughs> I think he's over his head. Like, oh, yeah. the Alouettes, they should just pay Danny Machocha a million dollars. I know he's at the university there, and Eskimo fans are just going to laugh their ass off at that suggestion, but just... Oh, man. I don't they got to figure something out. Can you put an Owls jersey on the entire Laval Rougeor organization? They might be better. They might They might win seven or eight games. <laughs> Man, it's I don't I don't understand how people can be fans of this team right now. Like it, it's embarrassing. I'm not saying it's embarrassing because because they're losing. It's embarrassing the the lack of direction and structure in this organization. The Wenton Halls are all over this, and they what's Cavus Reed there for if the Wenton Halls are going to be doing whatever they want anyway? Because we know that's happening. Yeah, does that sell tickets if your new uh, shiny quarterback goes out there and loses by six touchdowns? <laughs> Not overly. <laughs> like, who wants to buy tickets to watch that? But yeah, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to start giving away tickets because people are gonna stop showing up. Like it, it's not even like it'd be one thing if they were playing good football, but they're not. It's not even like it. It's no. It's not even good to watch. And I, I love football, but, man, it's painful to watch Montreal play because they just they, they accomplish nothing. And it, it's, it's, just, it's a systematic failure for the whole organization, really. Like, it's from the top down. They've got to figure it out. Manziel is in such a crappy spot, too, because, it, like... I wouldn't blame him if he pulled a uh, Chad Ochocinco after the season and just didn't come next year. But that would spell the end of his career, right? I would think so, yep. Like, <laughs> I don't know if anybody would want to tie. The guy's only 25, I know. But I wouldn't blame him if he didn't just show up to training camp in 2019. Unless, who knows? I mean, there's a whole offseason, but if you're a player... And you have two offers on the table, and they're but money is the same, everything's the same. You're not you're not picking Montreal. No, 
and it makes it really hard to to build a team because nobody wants everybody knows what's going on there and it's so bad right now i wouldn't want to play there like it'd be a last it'd be a last resort like if it's the only contract then yeah you're going to take it but man you're not going to win football games that organization just needs to turn things around because it's not going to Mm -hmm. it's not going to be pretty in it's not pretty now but if it stays this bad for any amount longer who's going to come to the games well when we talk about toronto being you know in a little bit of dire straits attendance wise and stuff if Montreal doesn't figure this out, they unless the Wentonhalls are just gonna, you know, just their their toy and you know just they want to own a CFL team. If you're not getting people in, and you know McGill's not that big of a stadium, like one of the smaller ones, uh, financially, I, I don't know how you keep it. I don't know how you keep it up and running. Well, uh, look at the Argos. They got Tressman and Pop, and uh, mm-hmm. they went and made some changes after the last loss or the two losses to Winnipeg and then uh, they got a win against the eastern opponent the eastern eastern rival so mm-hmm. <laughs> can Montreal do the same against no. Ottawa this week <laughs> no <laughs> no but what have you what have you seen what have you seen that suggests that they have any chance of turning this around other than the game against Saskatchewan which i think is just a one off that's an anomaly I can't. I, I can't. I can't pick them to win. They have Ottawa this week, Edmonton next week, and the week after that they have the Argos. So, yeah. if they've got two Eastern opponents, I don't know. I they're in Ottawa. I, I can't see that happening either. So, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not good. No, it's not. Calgary beats BC 27-18. Bo Levi throws for 370 yards on 19 completions. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, Lions gave up some real yardage, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it d- doesn't look very good on the box score. That's That's for sure. And that's without... Eric Rogers, Devaris Daniels hardly did anything. Kamar Jordan had almost 200 yards, 185 yards, and a touchdown. Eric Rogers actually had surgery to clean up some things going on in his knee mm-hmm. that has been uh, aggravated and bothering him so far this season. The fact that that knee is still bothering him and he has been playing the way he has been playing is even more impressive. Oh, once he's back to 100%, you can be putting up bigger numbers, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when he comes back and, yeah, he's, uh, he's 100%, uh, you're going to need to watch for that. But, I mean, we expected the Lions to struggle in this one, but they only lost by nine. And I think a lot of people thought they were going to come into this one and get absolutely smashed, kind of like <laughs> Montreal did. <laughs> With Lulay now, uh, they're a different team than they were with Jonathan Jennings. They're playing a lot better football. And they shot themselves in the foot. They they kind of beat themselves with you know just penalties and bad bad decisions, and it it, it caught up to them, and they they couldn't overcome it. Um, but yeah, with Lulay, kind of a renaissance uh, season right now because you know he took takes over for Jennings, kind of gets his job back, and 
look looks not bad. Uh, you know, it, it it's it's Calgary though. So I mean, you have to play a perfect game to beat the to beat the the uh, yeah. Stampeders right now, and it, it's impossible to play a perfect football game. You make the little mistakes, and the Stampeders are going to take advantage of that every single time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jeremiah Johnson comes back from his ankle injury. He does get a touchdown. He had six catches on six targets, which you like to see as well. But he aggravates that ankle injury. He did not practice on Monday. But it looks like Chris Rainey could be back for the upcoming weekend. And maybe Trayvon Van gets some uh, reps on offense as well. Mm-hmm. He had a nice return game in, in this one. Yeah, 180 yards, uh, only 7 yards on his one catch. Uh, he didn't get a lot of looks offensively, but 180 return yards is a pretty good outing. Is Kamar Jordan becoming the guy when when there's no Rodgers? Because DeVarce well, Daniels... Say, he's, yeah. He's had he's had a couple, you know, nice games here and there, but Daniels is not doing what Jordan is doing on a consistent basis so far. No. Um I mean, you look at when you're on your CFL fantasy website, you look in and it's like, well, DeVaris Daniels, you know, that that's a guy that can help you out and then it just seems like he's been inconsistent. He's streaky. Uh and Kamar Jordan's just been a picture of consistency this season, uh, big game after big game. Uh, and you know he he makes plays. That, that's, he catches the ball and just very textbook, I guess you could say. You know he makes sure he catches the ball, makes the plays that he can. Doesn't make a lot of you know mistakes, whether it be route running or drops. So uh, at twenty nine and a half points, that's huge for a receiver too. Um, you know the the touchdown helps it boosts it, but one hundred eighty five yards is that's ridiculous. How did uh, your team do this week? It wasn't great. Did you crack <laughs> triple digits? No, I didn't. Oh, I, barely uh, or what? I ended up in the nineties. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> um, I cracked triple digits all because of the Hamilton defense, Jalen Saunders and Jeremiah Mazzoli. Mm-hmm. I had Jordan Robinson, who ended up getting hurt against Saskatchewan. Missed practice. I, I thought we'd see a nice game from him. Duke Williams did nothing, and DeVaris Daniels did nothing. So I, I got hurt from uh, those three players on my team. Yeah, like I started Kolaros 15.5. wasn't great. Uh, cheap option, though, so I'm okay with it. I had Alex Green, 19.5. Robinson, Duke, and Greg Ellingson, you know, combined for like 13 points for me. So, oh, that hurts, man. Not exactly what I'm looking for, but I did have Brad Sinopoli, 21.9, and then I course started the Hamilton defense and they got me 22 points so that was kind of a saving grace I got ended up at 92.3 so um, I, I'm sure I fell down in the standings a little bit but I can live with that this is another week I'll uh, bounce back I know the Ottawa defense just gave up 42 to Toronto <laughs> I'm starting them I, I was gonna say are you worried <laughs> of starting them against Johnny uh, football uh, I have zero issue doing it I, I <laughs> last week was last week Man, without Kyrie Z. Bear, maybe that's changed that defense a lot. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> the perfect fantasy lineup actually is really affordable this week. You totally could have done it. Oh, yeah. But who would have? <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to take McLeod Bethel Thompson and, <laughs> you know, and try to load up everywhere else. Like, who would have seen 
who saw thirty one and a half points coming, especially after half I was like, Well, this game's over. And you know, he he turned it on and you know, he was the leading point getter for the well, for quarterbacks anyway at thirty one and a half. Jeremiah was holding at twenty five point six. Weird. Um <laughs> don't see don't see Mike Riley here, the fourteen thousand dollars that he costs. He should be on this list, should he not? Yeah, because every time Mike Weird. Riley has a big game, there's uh, that at Brazilian tie on Twitter thing is just yeah. going off the charts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty quiet this week. <laughs> De- Deontay Spencer led the way, uh, 38.7. I guess a huge game. Uh, SJ Green right behind him at 34.4. Um, you know, like we said, Hamilton defense 22. Kamar Jordan and Brandon Banks both put up 29.5. Uh, running backs, you know, 21.6 for Jeremiah Johnson. Wilder right behind him at 21.5. Alex Green pretty respectable. Like there, there was some really good options that uh, price wise that got a lot of points this week. There's only three games in the upcoming week. Edmonton in BC, maybe uh, you do want to put the old Mikester in there because that Ottawa defense, $3,381. I'm going to put them in my lineup right now. I just clicked the Mm -hmm. button. Um, The most impressive thing about my fantasy week last week is I didn't change my lineup once. (laughs) And I did it. I did it like five or six times a day. A day? (laughs) Oh, man. It was so bad. I meddled too much and ended up going. I dropped to fourth from third. So, man, I, I feel are. like the less I touch it, the better my team does. Mm-hmm. It's the same when I'm playing. When I'll play fantasy hockey or fantasy NFL. Like I try to meddle as little as possible, but I just can't help myself, and I always <laughs> make the wrong decision. <laughs> It just happens that way, doesn't it? Of course, yes, Twin Hour part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out the website, albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, all the shows are on the CKUA app. There is something for, man, everybody, man, football, hockey, wrestling. There's a wrestling podcast. There are soccer podcasts as well. There's actually a podcast for FC Edmonton. By uh, the fans there, Adam and Nate. So check that one uh, out if you're into the soccer. I know Brazilian Ty, he is into every single kind of sport. Because I'm a degenerate gambler. (laughs) (laughs) Can you bet on figure skating? And have Uh, you? (laughs) Yes and yes. (laughs) Did you win? Yes. Who'd you bet on, Tessa and Scott? Yeah, like it's not that hard to pick. <laughs> hey, they're going on that cross country tour, man. Do you got your ticket? No. Better question. You got your, you got your tissues. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay, buddy. Yeah, I'll be fine. All right, buddy. We'll have fun in Manitoba. <laughs> What's there to do there? Uh, <laughs> I I can't say it on air. <laughs> How far are you from Winnipeg? Like an hour and a half. Okay, so hey, maybe you could go to the Banjo Bowl. Maybe. Let's see, I could probably get tickets. I, I know a guy. Can get some yeah, tickets for do. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go to the Banjo Bowl if you can, man. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, but then I'll lose my job because I won't. I'll be in jail on the Monday. I wouldn't expect anything less. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) All right, buddy. uh, Don't be as hungover next week. 
I promise I won't be. And I'll be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We'll talk to you Thursday morning. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.